the country with your host, Dave Woods. This is the radio show where country music gets up close and personal. Spend some time in the country and get to know our guests. Spend some time in the country where the music's the best. The latest news and memories to great stories that get told. Spend some time in the country, now it's time we start the show. Joining me on the show now from Texas, it's Madeline Victoria, and she is here to talk about some great music she has, including her latest single called He Only Loves Me on the Dance Floor. She has a great sound, and let's welcome her to the show now, Madeline Victoria. Hey, Madeline. Hey, (laughs) how are you? (laughs) I am doing great, man. It's great to have you on the show. Thank you. It's great to be here. I'm so glad. Thank you for having me. Oh, my pleasure, and a big shout-out to Michael Stover, great guy, great music guy, and, of course, he connected the two of us. Yes. Hey, Michael. (laughs) (laughs) I know he's listening. Hey, Michael, thank you so much. This is awesome, because when he he sent me your music, and I got the full album, but I first heard He Only Loves Me on the Dance Floor, I thought, man, I love, because I love traditional sound and country music, and that just has that sound. What what is it about country music that uh, drew you to singing at Madeline? Well, you know, I've been I've been around country music all my life since I was a little girl. You know, not necessarily that doesn't mean that one would you know grow to like it. I know a lot of people who grew up on it and don't listen to it anymore because they just had enough mm-hmm. of it. But I mean, for me, I just you know I just took a, a liking on it. I mean, the story, the words, the music, especially the instruments, have just been uh, my favorite instruments um, forever. Ever since I was a little girl, I would hear the fiddle, uh, I would hear the steel guitar, and I knew that like when that. I grew up, I wanted those those instruments in my band one day and. So, you know, um, all of that, um, especially, you know, a lot of my, my family members, you know, my, my, my dad, my mom, um, let's see, my, my mom's brothers, all of them, you know, really love country music as well. And I love them so much. And, you know, whatever they listen to, I want to listen to. So oh, yeah. that's where, you know, all, all of that, you know, connects, uh, connects kind of for me. So um, it just, you know, we were always um, on my mom's side, they're very, very talented uh, singers and even songwriters and, and musicians, not, not they never really did anything professional. But you know, whenever we're together, they're always singing something, and they're the reason why I know a lot of, of classic country and you know Hank Williams and of course uh, you know the Outlaws. As, as you know, sadly, you know Merle's not with us. Mentioned Merle and uh, yep. uh, you know, well, just so many people, all of them out there, and, and it's just uh, you know a family thing. Uh, growing up here in Texas, you know, we love to do a lot of things outdoors, and I love to fish, and all my uncles hunt, and I love you know. I love to eat uh, deer meat, I mean, whatever the deer season comes <laughs> yeah. along. I mean, it's just everything, you know, involved in country and uh, everything about my life. And, and it's just uh, my favorite of all time. I mean, I do enjoy other genres, but, you know, country is my favorite. Country is where, where, yeah, is your favorite. It's where your heart is at. But now the interesting thing, too, is when you were growing up, you studied opera and sang opera as well. Yes. Yes, I did opera and, and and yes, mariachi. Um, I even did a little bit of jazz music, uh, singing jazz with the jazz band when I was in high school, and just um, you know, a lot of different, uh, like I said, genres that I've done, and I feel like it's mm. really it really helps with um, with uh, cultivating your voice and and uh, you know just getting to know the the depths of other genres and other you know kinds of music and classical, you know, and when I was in choir, of course, we sing a lot of classical tunes and. So I, I love I love all music. And you had some uh, I mean you've had some great successful moments along the way. Uh, December 2012 in Las Vegas, you were the contest winner of the Shania Twain Sing Off. Tell me about that event. Of course, Shania is from Canada, where we are in, in Ontario, where the show broadcasts from. So we're 
very proud of her. But uh, what was that uh, event like for you? Oh, awesome. Yes. Uh, that actually was um, a competition done there um, in Las Vegas, Caesar's Palace. Uh, you you could either go up to, to Caesar's Palace. They were having live auditions during that week, or you're um, um, able to send in um, videos of yourself, whether, you know, you wanted to do a, like a music video thing or you're just, you know, for me, I just was sitting in my room and my brother was playing the guitar and my mom videotaping us and we submitted that one in and then a, a few you know, a few months passed by that year, 2012, and they, they announced the, the fan favorite and also the grand prize winner. And, you know, I'm thinking, man, you know, I really I really wish I would have gone in person. You know, that would have been better probably. But for some reason, you know, they picked <laughs> they picked me as the, the overall winner. <laughs> wow. And um, I just, you know, it was just a video submission that you can actually see on YouTube right now um, from my YouTube page. Uh, you could look awesome. at um, one of the – it's on there, the, the submission video. But um, – you know, that was amazing. They, we, we, we got to go to Las Vegas and perform over there, my brother and I. We performed with a band for the first time. I mean, they even played my original songs over there. And this was during the rodeo, the NFR rodeo, the, the finals um, over there in Las Vegas. So that was really neat, too. They thought it was perfect for me to, you know, put the, the Shania Twain. Uh, she was having her residency at the same time and then the competition, the rodeo. So I got to see her live. I didn't get to um, meet her, sadly, but... You know, I did get get to go to her concert, and she's a really busy, really big, big star. But, um, you mm-hmm. know, I did get to perform. I got to uh, meet so many people. I did some interviews there at the rodeo, and um, it was just really, really cool. For a weekend, I, I did feel like a big-time superstar getting that little treatment <laughs> of the limo rides and, you know, oh, going nice. everywhere, you know, people interviewing you, photos, and just it was just really, really cool uh, just to get the little little taste of what, you know, it was going to be like, hopefully, you know, in the near future. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. That that is amazing. Um, I'll let our listeners know your website is MadelineVictoriaMusic.com. And let's talk about songwriting because I know that's a big part of your career, Madeline. And we're going to feature some of the songs that you've uh, had a hand in writing. Uh, tell me about songwriting. Uh, I understand. I think what I read in your bio, you started around the age of thirteen writing your own songs. Yes, yes, that was uh, right about the age thirteen. Oh and, my goodness, uh, that is so young. What do you write yes. about at age thirteen? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I know, right? I'm trying to think of, you know, I, I my first um, complete song, you see, I, at 13, I would just write little poems, you know, poems really because of yeah. school and little assignments that went on. I thought, oh, I could do this and even more and all my thoughts and little lines and lyrics. I started to pick up the guitar at 14, 15. So, like, my first set song was actually 15 years old. But, you know, I, I had been writing and had just so many words and lyrics ever since then. And, um, you know, it's about you know, at 15, my first set song was about my first little boyfriend. So I guess you can imagine right. the, the lyrics to that little puppy love. But uh, <laughs> but it was uh, – <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I've been songwriting since. And, and I feel, you know, I've, I've actually – my parents are also big fans of, like, the, the 70s classic rock music. Uh, right. I love the Eagles, and I love, you know, all oh, the yeah. older – so I, I was watching – an interview with one of the Eagles back when I was a little girl, I remember, and he was saying, I think, I believe it was Glenn, Glenn who was talking about this. I'm, 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 I know they're all the Eagles were there in the room during this interview, and uh, mm-hmm. Glenn was saying how th- th- somebody told him that songwriting's where it's at. And, uh, I, you know, I the same thing with me. You know, I heard it, and I said, oh, if songwriting's where it's at, you know, I'll just start songwriting. I didn't really figure that out until, you know, a little later, you know, what it really meant, and, you know, royalties, whatever, whatever, it all comes with it. But but hearing that from, you know, a band that you really like and uh, from someone that you looked up to and, and uh, even from not only that band, but I've heard it, you know, throughout the industry, 
uh, now that growing up, that songwriting, you know, is if, if you want to make it, you know, even, you know, and, and have your craft, you know, your sound, everything as an artist to be the way you want it, which I've always wanted that, you know, I want to, I want to choose my songs. I want to, I want to sing what I want to sing. And so it's might as well sing your own songs. And so ever since then, Absolutely. you know, it's been, yeah, it's been growing more and more and, you know, inspirations just come from me from everywhere. The process is, uh, it could be anything I could sit down and make myself, you know, like, you know, write it from, from the verse here, melody, you know, the structure of it, very structured, mm-hmm. or, you know, I, I want to be inspired by, by something. I go outside and I just start writing, and then later on I could just, you know, structure it and put it together. And, um, you know, being on the road is my favorite time to write, too, and I'm just on the road watching the cars go by and, you know, looking up to the sky and, and just, you know, just everything can inspire me, different stories from people that I meet and my family members and things that I want to remember, you know, later on in my life, stories of my family and so it's just so much. I love the songwriting so much, and it, it just helps me so much as an artist. And and yeah, I love it. <laughs> I can tell that, Madeline. That's wonderful. You got so much enthusiasm for music and songwriting. What what is it about uh, songwriting that? Actually, let me try that again. I can edit that part. What have you learned the most? Uh, let me try one more time. Sorry. What have you learned about songwriting, Madeline, over the years? So from when you first started at age thirteen to now. What what are some of the lessons of songwriting that you've learned that have made you a better writer? You know, I really feel like um, I I can't really pinpoint it. You know, I know that my songs have gotten better uh, throughout the years. I know that structure is is really important to me, at least as far as what I want to do in the industry, structure um, with a with a really good hook, and um, you know, also I I also listened to uh, I listened to George Strait one time give give advice about songwriting, and I think I was about like seventeen, eighteen years old, and I heard him say, you know. Um, if I, if I, he listens to the melodic, like he listens to the the melody first without any lyrics or any music. He listens to the melody first, and if he likes the melody before he you know records it. Then he then he's gonna listen to to the to the lyrics with that. Interesting. And then he'll listen to the music, and then it's like one by one. Right. And then if it if one doesn't work with the other, like if if, yep. if the music doesn't go with the two that he likes, then he's not gonna sing it. So I've I've been since around seventeen or eighteen years old, kind of kind of doing that structure, you know, the way I write, the way I would like to hear something. And then, you know, of course, I, I like to keep it my own style and whatnot, but, you know, uh, I like to go with what George Strait songs are and those hits that he's had and the formula that mm-hmm. he kind of did. And, um, you know, I've just I've just learned so much about, about the structure of songs and, you know, reading different ways different people write. And, you know, there's really no set way also. It's not something that that, you know, like it it can't, it doesn't, there's no real true, like, you know, there could be for those hits and whatnot and, and the, what Nashville's doing right now with all the, like, you know, number ones. But I feel sure. like, you know, for, for those long uh, lasting songs and, and classic hits are, they, they just come from the heart and you really, really have to write from the heart. And, and of course, like I said, the structure of it all, like, you know, for the number one hits is great, but I really, really try to put that together with, with heart and, and to write from the heart. Yes. Well, let's talk about one of those songs from the heart. It's your latest single, a great song called He Only Loves Me on the Dance Floor. What a great title. What a great country-sounding song just from the title itself. Tell me about the song, Madeline, before we play it. Yes, I wrote this uh, about four, maybe five years ago now. Um, you know, the influence came from I love to dance. Um, I love to go dancing with my with my friends out in the dance hall, two-stepping. I mean, just something about a honky-tonk, you know, just I just love being there. Uh, I love seeing the different people dancing. I love love to have fun with my friends out there. So that really came from that. I, I guess you could, of course, kind of feel that from the songs. I talk about the neon lights and, you know, it's Friday night mm-hmm. after a good time. So you can kind of get that from there. And then um, 
you know, the love story within that is just that first, you know, physical attraction that you get, that you can get when you're seeing someone there on the dance floor and you just never know what could happen. And sometimes, you know, he ends up only loving you there at the, on the dance floor. You think one thing and it's like, what? You know, you don't know what's going to happen. So <laughs> that's my, that's my, you know, perspective of, of course, my own song, but I've, I've heard a lot of yeah. other people's perspective of it. And I, I really like how they all relate to it in their own ways and their own little love stories. And, and I'm just so glad people are, are relating to it. You know, that's the whole point of also why I songwrite and uh, why mm-hmm. I put my music out there. So, and, and I hope everyone here on, on your show likes it too. Thank you so much, Madeline. We're going to share it now. I know they'll love this one. It's a great traditional sounding country song from my guest, Madeline Victoria. This is called He Only Loves Me on the Dance Floor on In the Country. It's been a long week and he's on my 
And that is Madeline Victoria from San Benito, Texas. And her song, He Only Loves Me, on the dance floor. Be sure to head to her website, MadelineVictoriaMusic.com. And, man, that is a great song. Uh, What kind of feedback have you had on it? People either can relate to it or just, and they also probably love the way it sounds. Yes, yes, they do. Um, you know, the, the, like you said, they, they really relate to it. Uh, a lot of the girls, even even some men out there, are like that girl, she only loves me on the dance floor. So <laughs> I'm really glad you wrote this song. And, you know, they could relate to it. And, um, you know, the other day, too, on Facebook, uh, a gentleman posted up how that song has got him through, you know, uh, a little breakup or something. And I'm like, whoa, like, you know, that's, I'm glad that I can, you know, help you through that in a way, you know. Um, so that's, that's, that's really cool that people are relating to it. The music style too, that, that people love to dance to it. And they, you know, they get ready for when they're get whenever they're getting ready to go out, they, you know, someone told me they like to put that one on as well. And so it's, uh, it's really nice. Oh, that's great. Now, uh, Madeline, along with singing and songwriting, you've also done a lot of modeling in your life. Tell me about, uh, your modeling experiences. Yes, I actually, you know, um, I was a part of, you know, different agencies and whatnot, mainly for my acting. I, I really, I did a minimal, not not too much modeling just because I didn't have the confidence in that area. They tried to get me to do <laughs> certain things, but I just couldn't. I would laugh too much or, you know, I was too serious. I, could, I couldn't do it. I'd just start laughing and, and, you know, they'd be taking the pictures. And so if I was pretending to be serious in an acting mode, like maybe so, but Anyway, I started um, first with this group when I was about 15 years old, a talent search. They came down. They were really impressed with my singing and then, of course, my acting, and then along came the modeling. But I joined this agency out of Dallas, and from there we went to New York, and I, I took a lot of classes with them, and they, you know, acting and, and modeling from different sorts of uh, instructors in the, in, the, in, the, in the industry. And so mm-hmm. I ended up in New York, like I said, at the Waldorf Astoria when I was about 16, 17 years old. Uh, we did this competition where um, they had soap opera competitions with the actual soap opera stars there presenting awards. And, um, you know, I couldn't tell you right now the big stars that were there, but I do have some pictures. But I won that competition. I won third runner-up in soap opera. I won the overall singing competition over there in New York. And this was really cool because I was the only country gal up there, and everyone else was singing me to jazz. I remember even opera. Um, of course, tons of pop music. Uh, but, you know, I was the only one singing country, and I, I – to win and to have country, you know, singing in a in a city, a big city as New York, and and uh, it oh, was yeah. just especially the Waldorf Astoria, really historical, you know, uh, hotel, wow. and I just I just felt it just felt really really cool, and to know like okay maybe I am doing something right, you know, at that age, and just keep going, and so um, with that I, I was supposed to sign with some other agencies as well. I got some callbacks for some some agencies that saw me there at that competition, but I just wasn't ready for that kind of lifestyle at that time, and. Neither was my family, and so we just agreed for me to come back home to Texas, and I just did a, a few things here in Texas. Um, I joined a group called Radio Disney Superstars, and what we did was mainly uh, singing and dancing, and uh, we got to open up for the Jonas Brothers at the time. They were really, really big, you know, at the, getting out there, and uh, also they wanted us to start piloting um, some, some Disney, uh, a new Disney show at the time, but I just, again, I that was in Dallas. I'm from deep south Texas. I was a lot much younger, and I knew that I'd not that I, I didn't really want to get involved with Disney. Does that, is, you know, at, at 16, I was like, hmm, you know, I know I'm yeah. going to do this. I know I don't feel like that's going to be my path. You know, I just decided not right. to do that. So um, yep. I came back home and, and then just started my band. You know, at that time, I was like, you know what, I'm going to start my band now. <laughs> you know, so uh, in high right school, that's when, you know, I soon on started my band. So, yeah. That is awesome. And I know along with all the music and songwriting and everything else that you do, 
you started this great annual event called Octave Higher Christmas. Tell me about that. It sounds amazing. Yes, yes, definitely. I've always been involved um, uh, with, with community service work ever since I was a little girl. I was a Girl Scout, um, so and my mom was a leader. So that just came, you know, just it's, it's always been also so natural to me, just as much as singing. I love to, to help people, and I love to give back. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my mom and my dad really instilled that in me, and it just I just took that upon, like, oh, yeah, that is right. I'm supposed to be doing this. So I just continued on, um, especially now with my music. I, every year since my senior year of high school, I do something special for the kids in the hospitals during the holidays. And, you know, I try to do as much as I can throughout the year, but that time, you know, I take as my time to not, you know, it's, it's, it's holidays for everybody else, but I still see it as time where, you know, not everyone can enjoy it as much as others, especially those in the hospital. So, and children in the hospital. So I, uh, I go out every year and sing to them. Uh, I will go to the different hospitals here local, locally, uh, and um, I'm starting to spread out and do a little bit more and more as much as I can whenever I have the time. And also um, I put together an event um, every so often. I didn't do it last year, but I'm, I'm hoping to do it this year again with, with you know, being so busy. But I, I put together an event where we have a different activities for a different organization for children. For example, we've done the special education departments here in my local school. Uh, we've done Easter Seals where we put on a big concert for them, food, uh, you know, prizes, uh, just have a big celebration for them to have fun. And, you know, and so, like, like I said, you know, not everybody can enjoy the holidays as most of us can. And, and you know, uh, I just feel like with this Octave Higher Christmas, I'm trying to make, um, you know, spread a little joy and hopefully their, their lives become a little octave higher during the holidays with, with, oh. with what I can, the, the least I could do. So, um, yeah, that I is- I would, I would, <laughs> That's really amazing, Madeline. I mean, to, to give back like that, it makes such a big difference in, in those kids who are getting that, uh, feeling all that love and everything. That's just a wonderful thing to do. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I just, I just do what I feel I have to do. <laughs> wow. How, being on stage, what is that feeling like for you? When you're on the stage, Madeline, and you're performing and singing and you're looking out at the crowd, can you describe how good you feel in those moments? Yes, I, I could I could try to describe it because it's just really uh, indescribable. You know, I, I when whenever you mention that the stage, and you know, I feel I'm, I kind of flash back to my first little performance when I was only five years old. I remember the spotlight, I remember the people, and I just knew, you know, I feel the same way now. It's like, kind of like the same feeling where it's like it just feels like you're a kid again having fun, you know. And right. uh, that's something that that I can never, you know, that's nobody. I mean, it can be ever taken away that that joy that you get on the stage and you know sometimes you know I get a little caught up in the in the in the back scene kind of things you know being right now as far as taking care of uh, my band members or like you know pay or this and that and sound and lights and, you know whatever else and then I get on that stage and then it all goes away you know it, it's it's no more worries yeah. I'm, I'm there performing and looking you know at the crowd and engaging them hopefully and and you know Hopefully they're they're enjoying a concert because I know I enjoy a good concert. You know everybody enjoys a good concert, and I hope I could you know give that back to the people as well. And so you know it's just uh, like I said, it feels like a kid, like you're a kid again, having fun. It's that same joyous feeling, and and you know sometimes it, it there's different kinds of stages. You know of course the acoustic or the big concert like oh, you yeah. know when I'm opening up for a big act or a big band or you know in a yep. dance hall and. And for me, I, I try to perform just as, as big as I would if it was just, like, you know, a small little dance hall with a few people or, or the big, you know, crowd of people that go for the main act when I'm opening up, you know, something. I, I try to do it, like, you know, the same energy as, as much as I can. And so mm-hmm. uh, so I can always – people are always going to be left with something, I hope. I hope I can do that. So it's just – it's amazing. 
And I was reading, Madeline, that you had a chance, speaking of concerts, to open up for some pretty big names. Tell me about some of those names. And have you, Do you get a chance in those situations to talk to the band members backstage and chat about whatever, the business or music? Yes, I do, definitely. It's been so, so amazing, and I've been so blessed to, you know, be here be here in my hometown and do what i got to do and do, you know, to just, you know, uh, spread my name out here locally and then little by mm-hmm. little getting more and more out there. I've, I've had the opportunity to, to be with big acts that come into town. Um, from, you know, my first one, I opened up for Easton Corbin. You know, he's a, a country young gun right now. And, oh. uh, he was, yeah, he, he his first hit, number one hit, his first single release was his number one hit with a little more country than that. So that was on fire then when I opened up for him. And um, that was amazing, you know, getting to talk to him also behind stage. And even prior to that, I remember seeing him here at a at a concert. And I, I kind of like always want to get my way to the stage always with us and I and I talked to the security <laughs> guards and I said is it okay if I if I say hi to Easton because it wasn't that big of a concert yet you know he wasn't he was getting there so sure. I was um I I, I, mean, I wasn't exactly performing yet or anything and they said sure you can say hi to him when he comes down so when he came down I told him I said you know what I'm going to open up for you one day you know when you come back I'm going to open up for you I'm a singer and this and he's like okay I'll, I'll see you then then you know just being encouraging and then little Little did he, wow. I mean, I said, do you remember that? I asked him, do you remember when I told you that? And here I am. I didn't know how or when or what, but I just knew it. And he said, oh, yeah, I remember you. And, this, you know, whatever. It was just really cool to just to, to experience that with him. And then um, also from Easton Corbin, Dustin Lynch. Uh, let's see. There's been Zach Brown Band, which was super huge. It sold out crowd here in uh, mm-hmm. in deep south Texas. And, and that was just, whoa, like a, a big, it helped me so much with, with learning experience that goes on with those big, big production concerts. You know, they have lights and just crazy, you know, stage, the whole stage plot that they have. And it's just uh, amazing. And, and you know, uh, to, to also meet Zach and talk to him and, you know, for him to just tell me to get on out there and get on stage and do your thing, girl, or, you know, whatever. <laughs> I kind of was starstruck, so he kind of said something like that, you know. <laughs> but That's incredible. Uh, also, yeah, and the Charlie Daniels Charlie Daniels band was was even more incredible talking with them and as far as the the just getting to know the band and and I really really talked to them uh about, you know, my career and I hoped to, you know, open the show for them again one day and they said back like, "No, we're going to be opening up for you soon." And you know, they're just really great guys and tra- talking to Charlie Daniels too about uh um his days back in Nashville with uh, Freddie Fender. Freddie Fender is actually from my hometown. So oh wow! Really? Charlie Daniels, yes, from San Benito, Texas, and so I, uh, I got to wasted talk to days, Daniels wasted nights. Yeah, wasted days, yes. wasted nights till the last teardrop falls. Great songs. Mhm. Yes, sir. So that was that was really cool, and stars have given me, and you know, to never uh, give up, write about what I love, and, and you know, it'll it'll all come. <laughs> that is great advice, and you are writing and doing great with music. We're going to turn to another song from you right now, Madeline, from your album. Uh, this song is called Sand in a Bottle, and what can you tell me about the song? This is one of the first, you know, really set songs that I was, like, ready to show, you know, the public. I, I wrote this a while back, um, and so I started performing. This was one of the first songs that I performed together with my, my first band, and uh, it's just a song I wrote for my parents, uh, the love that they have, and I love, we, we live Aww. right next to South Padre Island, <laughs> and uh, so the beach is right close to where we are, so we're always out there fishing or having a barbecue out there on the beach or just you know hanging out there with family and friends so you know putting that together along with my parents love and 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 you know that that's how the song came about and also a really neat story about that is you know the words came to me found in a bottle you know uh, putting together uh two sands in a paisley tapestry and 
you know, something like that that's in my lyrics. And, and I I didn't know that um, they actually did that at wedding ceremonies. And I found out when I was asked to, to sing at a beach wedding here in South Texas, uh, I, I, I was asked to sing um, there at their wedding. And they actually got two sands, two different sands in bottles. And then they put it in one bottle, swirling in a paisley tapestry, exactly what my lyrics were. And I didn't even know that that's what, you know, what was done before. So, you know, something like that just, it's just for me like a oh, God yeah. thing, you know, God send. And, and it was just, uh, it's just really neat to see that, um, how it relates to the love and, and eternal love. So I, I hope uh, everyone else uh, likes it as well here on your show. <laughs> Thank you, Madeline. That's great. Let's hear the song now. It's from Madeline's album, which you'll find at iTunes. This is Sand in a Bottle on In the Country.
And that is San Benito, Texas country artist Madeline Victoria and her song Sand in a Bottle. You can check her out at MadelineVictoriaMusic.com. Of course, her album is available at iTunes. Madeline, it's been so great chatting with you here about your music and songwriting. I've really enjoyed this. Oh, yes, same here. My pleasure and a big shout-out once again to the great Michael Stover. Thank you so much, Michael. My guest has been Texas country artist Madeline Victoria. I'm Dave Woods, and that'll wrap up this edition of In the Country.